Well, thank you once again to all who have helped to be a part of our worship service today. Uh, for Deb Brown, who was our liturgist, for our faith ringers, for Gary Brubaker and our praise team, for the Wesley Choir, thank you. Thank you so much for all the ways that you have offered your gifts and your talents to help make our worship services that that they are. And this morning, we close our Advent series. We close this four-week season of waiting, the season where Alexander Shia reminds us that Christmas teaches us to be a people who know that in every deep dark of our lives, the Christ is born anew and evermore. Darkness is not how the world ends. Darkness marks the time of the beginning again. And so during this season, we have been announcing the coming of the sun, the aurora, a light rising that we've never seen before. And this aurora redefines our relationship with comfort, control, creativity, gratitude, and even darkness. And so today, we'll talk about what it teaches us about gratitude. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, the aurora, the coming of the sun. Now, from the day of this winter solstice, every day will start to get lighter, literally lighter. And I don't know about you, but I have just felt that this season has been darker than usual. It just feels like when it's about four o'clock, like it's midnight. Does anybody else feel that way? And so I'm really looking forward to the sun starting to rise again and, and get lighter. And then I'll probably complain that it's too, whatever. We always complain. And yet the sun still shines. Now the aurora is the time just before the sun rises and it paints the sky in colors. But maybe you're more of a fan of sunsets. I am. But either time, the sunrise or the sunset, offers time for reflection. Looking at the sunrise can make you think about the day ahead, what it is that you're looking forward to, how you can make the day what you hope it will be, what you can do differently from the days before. Now, sunsets aren't all that different in reflection. What was the best part of your day? Was it what you hoped it would be? Or what can you do differently from the days before? And in either time, it's a time of reflection and gratitude, an opportunity for change and for growth. Meister Eckhart, who is a mystic, has famously said that if the only prayer that you pray is thank you, that would be enough. Thank you. Now, thankfulness or gratitude starts in our hearts. We can breathe it in and then we have to breathe it out. Diana Butler Bass, who is an author, a Christian author, she wrote a book on gratitude. And in it, she said that researchers found that thankful people live happier lives as well. They're more attentive to pleasure, experience less envy, are more contented, and retain good memories of the past easily. Gratitude drives out toxic emotions of resentment, anger, and envy, and may be associated with better long-term emotional and physical health in transplant recipients. So being thankful helps not just our emotional life and our spiritual life, 
but also our physical health. Well, what if it's hard? What if you're not feeling overwhelmingly grateful? I mean, this season itself may be hard. This season of Advent, or as you've been trying to prepare for Christmas, it can be hard for any number of reasons. Because of a death, because of lingering grief, maybe because of an illness or a diagnosis or an injury. We're still in a pandemic. Maybe you've been feeling feeling worse as you've watched our community and our numbers around, around the country and around the world rise. Maybe you're feeling stressed. This season can be hard for any number of reasons. And not, not the least of which, maybe we're just carrying the weight from the last couple of years because everything has been so heavy. Maybe you've lost relationships over disagreements about politics or about the pandemic. Maybe you've lost or quit your job. Now, maybe there have been many moments this season or, or for a while that you've just thought, I'm not really that grateful. And gratitude may be the farthest thing from your mind. If that's where you are, know that you're not alone. This has been heavy and hard. And yet in the midst of it, there have been moments of grace and faithfulness. Sometimes it's just been hard to see them. I was talking with someone recently um, and he shared with me his life journey and told me about where he'd been and and told me that um, he was in a new place at the moment and that several years ago, Um, He was in the middle of a really tough season of life. He was going through a divorce that was quite hostile on both sides. He lost his job. And then in the middle of all of this, he had to move back in with his parents after being out on his own for decades. He said that the word that he constantly used about himself and how he was feeling was that, I'm such a loser. I just feel like the worst person in the world. I'm such a loser. And so in this season of life, he said that he made a plan in early December. On December 1st, he decided that he was not going to be alive for Christmas. He didn't want to endure any more of the pain that he'd been feeling or he didn't want to continue to be a burden on those around them. So one night, he had dinner like normal, and then he went to bed, and he took too many pills, and he closed his eyes, hoping to never open them again. Except, except he did. He woke up the next morning, and he said, I felt so much more defeated in so many more ways than before. He said, I felt like such a loser that I couldn't even kill myself right. And as the sun rose, 
he wasn't feeling gratitude. But instead, he said, I felt angry that I saw another sunrise. And he sat upstairs for a while. And then he said he went to the kitchen where his parents were sitting at the table. And he told them what he had done. And he said he was waiting for them to tell him that he was a loser. And how disappointed they were. They said they sprung into movement that, that he didn't even cease coming. His mom wrapped her arms around him. And his dad began making phone calls. And by the end of the day, they were able to get him into a facility to get him the help that he needed. He told me that he was angry at the sun when he woke up that morning. But by the evening, as he was in the car, driving to this new place, and the sun was setting, he felt gratitude. He was going to see another day, and another one, and another one, and another one. The gift of a new day. And sometimes it feels like a gift. And sometimes it doesn't feel like a gift. Maybe if you've been going through some of those harder times. Maybe if you've been struggling. Maybe it feels like everything is just so heavy. And yet, each day invites us into something new. The sun is coming. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Now the song of Mary, our scripture passage for today, is a song that we tell every year, the Magnificat, the song Mary sings after finding out that she's been chosen to carry the Messiah, to carry Jesus, and she sings this powerful song. What child is this on Mary's lap is sleeping? So who is Mary? Now, She's probably a teenager, maybe between the ages of 11 and 15, from a pretty poor area, which may have been termed not respectable, or the other side of the tracks, or, you know. In other places of scripture, people have said, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Mary is engaged to a carpenter named Joseph. And an angel tells her that she has found favor with God and will be pregnant with God's child. Now, this seems like it would be a beautiful gift, right? And also, if Mary is found out to be pregnant, not being married, this is an offense punishable by death. Now, her engagement to Joseph was legally binding. They were just waiting for the ceremony. And being pregnant and Joseph being very clear that he is not the father, Mary is facing death and Joseph should cast her out. Knowing all of these things, 
Mary agrees to carry the baby. What child is this so late to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? And after Mary agrees to carry this child, she sings the song of gratitude, the Magnificat. Now it's a very common, a common refrain, a common way of, of Hebrew poetry. In the, in the song she sings, she talks about who God is, mighty and powerful and holy. And she talks about her own humility. And in the poem, the verb tenses move from the past to the future, to the present, into the future. What God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. The lowly are lifted up. Those who are the most unexpected and least favored are the ones who seem to be the most favored in God's eyes. This, this song of gratitude is a strongly political song. And much of the gospel message is political but that's not to say that it's partisan. The gospel is not Republican or Democrat or independent. The gospel is the gospel, the good news. And this song of Mary, this Magnificat, this song of gratitude is a political statement. If the lowly are lifted up, the rich are sent away empty. This is the promise of the coming, uh, the coming Messiah, the coming son. Those who have been oppressed and cast aside will be given a spot in the kingdom of God. God has not forgotten or ignored the cries of God's people. Instead, God has responded by sending the Messiah who will save the people, the one that they have been waiting for. What child is this who laid to rest? On Mary's lap is sleeping. This amazing gift, this amazing song. The sun is coming and Mary announces it with gratitude and hopefulness and life. Now, this gift that she has to offer doesn't come without a price. It's heavy. It could cost her her life. And it also gives us our life. And life comes for us all, doesn't it? It's, it's so easy for us to be preoccupied with so many things that we miss life. We get busy or preoccupied and we miss things. We're waiting for God to come to us like God did to Mary as an angel in a grand display. And yet that doesn't always happen. Richard Rohr, who is a Franciscan priest, said, God comes to us disguised as our life. There is holiness in the ordinariness of life. If you can't find beauty in the ordinary, you won't find it in the extraordinary. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? In a world where one might find it hard to be grateful that it's been heavy and hard, maybe we can show our thanks to others. Maybe this Christmas, 
Maybe you could purchase a pie or a dessert from a local business to send to a hospital or an urgent care clinic. Maybe you can order some pizza for your local fire station. Maybe send some fruit to your children or your grandchildren's teachers. Invite your children or grandchildren to draw or color pictures for nursing home staff. If you're on social media, make a public post thanking someone, showing your gratitude. And if you see such a post, make sure to like it. Now, we often think about this during Thanksgiving time, right? But gratitude doesn't have a day. Gratitude is, is it all, all the time. So maybe it is making a phone call or a text to, so, to show someone that you appreciate them. Sometimes, sometimes showing a thank you makes you feel more grateful. It can be the prayer that opens your heart to the hope around you. It's easy right now, especially right now, to get lost. To focus on all the things that need to get done, to feel overwhelmed and stressed, to let life pass by, to miss the holy moments, the sunrise, a new day, to miss where God has already been present, to miss the message of the Messiah. The sun is coming. Even in the midst of busyness, take a moment or several moments to pause, to notice the holy moments in your midst, to notice the moments of joy, to notice the moments of love, to notice the moments of hope, to notice the moments of peace, to practice gratitude, to announce the coming of the sun. Because sometimes God comes to you disguised as your life. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Who angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ. The King whom shepherds, God, and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. The sun is coming. Let's hold on to hope. Thanks be to God.